Welcome to the Level Up Podcast, brought to you by Century 21, the Harrelson Group, featuring masterminds with real estate leaders, coaches, and influencers, plus eye-opening strategy sessions with up-and-coming agents. You'll learn exactly how to go from agent to entrepreneur. And now, let's get to the latest episode of Level Up. Hey, welcome back, everybody, to the Level Up Podcast. Uh, I'm, of course, Brendan Payne, and I'm here with my good friend and partner in uh, in business and crime, Greg Harrelson. Greg, how are you doing? Doing good, man. Excited good. to be here, as always. Yeah, me, me too. And uh, crazy times right now, and we've got a great guest to really kind of bring us back to uh, some some ways that agents are able to fight through all the, the challenges and the craziness going on in the world, Mr. Dale Archdeacon, who is a return guest to Level Up Podcast. Dale, welcome back and uh, looking forward to a conversation. Thank you. Uh, you know, it's always an honor. I love coming on with you guys. Uh, you guys are pillars. I mean, like being able, to, being able to hang out at your table is quite an honor. <laughs> Well, I appreciate that, and uh, and I know Greg does too, and you you've got uh, you've got quite the following, and and I know we'll be able to uh, get some great things out of this for the conversation that we go through with the agents. So, um, Greg, I know you had some questions beforehand, just knowing what's going on right now with uh, the challenges in the market, um, yeah. and just want to throw it over to you for you can kind of start things off for us. Yeah. So you know, as w- when we're when we're thinking about guests and level up podcasts. Um, you know, we want to make sure we're delivering, you know, value, but we also want to make sure we're relevant for the times. And so I know, Dale, we've had this on the, on the books for a little while, um, you know, but as we got closer and closer, and even as of today, you know, it's like what we could have talked about and what we're going to talk about probably shifts. And I think what we really need to do, Brendan, here is Dale represents, first of all, Dale is in a market that is completely shut down and he can describe that, but it probably the most extreme shutdown that I have, that, that I've uh, at least understand exists out there, you know, can't do anything. So there is no, you know, taking pictures of listings or going to anybody's house. It's just lockdown, right? But Dale also has a coaching company. And so he's got a wide variety of real estate agents that he's coaching through the challenges with people being on complete shutdown, like you just, uh, like I described, and, you know, people that might just be um, practicing social distancing in their market. So they have a lot more flexibility to go in and still interact and, and, and do transactions. So I think what we want to do is just talk about that. Like, I'll, I'll just start right into it, Dale. Like what, first of all, welcome, Dale. I think we already said that, but what, what has shifted in your coaching of agents in the the variety of markets and situations that they're in. Now, I just asked you one question that probably takes up the whole, <laughs> but, but I just want to get that out to set the context and then we'll kind of dive deeper together. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, with the obvious um, differences among what activities agents and teams uh, can take out there in the market, with that aside, we, we can unpack that too. But at its most basic, the most important difference where we had to pivot, as they say, right, in my coaching and training company is I could, we couldn't just get up and conduct a training session as though it was business as usual. We had to address the elephant in the room. We had to address the fears and concerns of the agents and the ISAs. And when I'm talking to team leaders, that's something that they have to be focused on right now as well is because while, you know, what I noticed is among team leaders, business owners uh, who manage people, have staff, 
we generally have a much, we, we rebound faster, right? That tends to be a much, it tends to be a very common trait among business owners and team leaders. However, oftentimes the agents need help. They need mindset help. They need leadership. They need guidance. They need a plan. Uh, when things like this happen, they freak out and they're not sure what to do. And that's okay uh, because, you know, it's not everyone that is built that way. Uh, and so it's incumbent on us as leaders, as team leaders, as myself, the owner of a coaching and training company, to provide that leadership, to provide that guidance. And, you know, the dirty secret is sometimes we don't really know. We just make it up and it sounds good. And you're like, let's go that direction for now. So that's the first huge change that, that had to happen. We had to get in front of this and say, okay, everybody, we need, there needs to be empathy. First of all, we have to recognize everybody's freaking out about this. What does this mean for me? What's this going to do to my business? Should I call people right now? Should I have conversations right now? What do I do? How do I talk to them? So we needed to create those dialogues for them and give them advice. And, you know, we don't want, we didn't want people to be tone deaf, as I'm sure you, you don't either, right? You've been doing this forever and, and you know that you have to read the crowd and you can't be tone deaf to the fears and concerns they have. You need to approach them slightly differently right now, depending on the market and depending on, here's what we've noticed too, is you'll see as things were happening, as states were shutting down, as states were starting to restrict things, as states were having worse and worse reports of what was going on in terms of rate of infection or uh, deaths, things like that, there was a, there's a spike in anxiety and stress that the populace, uh, the consumers experience and you, and you notice that there's actually a drop off in answer rate and response rate in terms of leads go when those announcements hit and when those things happen. So if we're telling people to have conversations in the face of that, mm-hmm. you obviously have to change the dialogue because the consumers are really experiencing some emotional turmoil at that point. But then we see after about a week or so of those announcements and restrictions, about a week, like seven days seems to be, I don't have any evidence to this. This is anecdotal, but about seven days, people start to level out. And as long as there's no new big bad news or changes, they Mm kind of level out, conversations level out again, and you don't have to have as much front loaded empathy to start with. What have you guys found that too? Yeah. So what I, what I think um, that I've experienced in, in, in relation to this is that when that news hits or whatever we're talking about is hitting, it's like there's an initial shock and everyone goes on shock, right? And, and including real estate agents, like the shock is like, oh my God, I can, there's no way I can call anybody right now. Or the, um, or, or the consumer is like, oh no, there's no way I'm not buying. We're just pretty canceling the plans or no, I'm not selling now. Just, we're just not going to do anything. And then what I'm following your pattern and, and I'm trying to think real world, like how we're experiencing it, you know, in, in the sales side is now a week later, 10 days later, and I think we were talking about this in our office, it's like, okay, I don't think everybody's thinking, okay, this is just how, this is our new normal, this is our new world, this is our new life. We may not be that comfortable with the current events, but people are past the shock, and they're saying, okay, well, yes, I'm going to buy, I'm just you know, we're, we just, you know, it may be another month before we do something. Or yes, I want to sell, but I don't want to list it now because I, I don't know if I want anyone coming in my house. That same person that's saying this today, 10 days ago, their script was, or their, their conversation back to us was, I'm definitely not selling. 
Is that kind of what you're alluding to? Absolutely. And, yeah. and even more uh, along the same lines is exactly like I'm freaked out right now. And so when, uh, when we have an agent or an ISA approaching somebody, if you know this has just happened in your market, you approach them slower. You have more empathy to start with. But if you know that it's been seven or 10 days since any big bad news happened or any major changes happened, you don't need as much of that empathy stuff up front. Um, I want to give you, I know we didn't plan on this, but I want to give you one of the scripts that's working out really well for us right now. And we have this technique called the logical next step. So when you have a buyer or seller, they're going to be doing something in the future and we can't change that, right? We can't, if it's someone who we can't speed up, they're not going to do it now. They're not going to do it sooner. And we want to have a better next step with them than just, I'm going to randomly follow up with you every couple months and see where you're at. We call that the logical next step. And we modified it specifically for this crisis that's going on because of the fluctuations in anxiety and response that we're getting from consumers. And so it goes something like this. Let's say that, Greg, you're one of those freaked out people. Things just happened. Shit just hit the fan, right? And you're like, I'm not doing anything. Uh, and I can't. And it's like this nameless, shapeless fear. And you're going to wait and see what happens. Greg, totally get that. I'm hearing that from a lot of people right now. And if you notice, the government themselves are measuring things in a week to two week time period because things are changing so quickly. So my company and I are keeping a pulse on the market right now every day so that we know where things are. How about I follow up with you in two weeks? I'll update you on where the market is. That way you can make the best decision for yourself and family as to when to get into the market. So now I've just taken your shapeless, nameless fear and I said, you know, I get where you're at, I feel you, I understand, and I know that you're in no mental state to make any decisions. And all I did was I created a framework around it of how we're gonna look at things, how we're gonna measure things, and gave it a time limit. Yeah. You know, there's this old saying that, um, uh, I think it was Mike, um, it was either Mike or Matthew, that uh, Ferry, that, that always taught us never buy into their logic. Okay. And so what, uh, again, as I'm, as I'm, as I'm, you know, taking what you're saying and I'm processing what I wrote down here is don't buy into their logic because their logic is going to shift every time you call them. And it's going to shift because of something that they've actually seen. So people's logic is, is shifting based on their emotions and their emotions is being stimulated by what they're exposed to, which is typically their, their local news. So that person that says no today, in five days, you, you, you cannot rely on that logic holding, you know, holding true for a long period of time because whatever they told you was influenced by something that they felt and because they're gonna feel something different every single day, their logic, logic's changing. So what does that tell you though when you're coaching an agent and they're dealing with that, what does that tell you? So what does follow-up need to look like? At least in sequencing or frequency of follow-up, is that changed, um, you know, based on today's current events? Yeah, so for the people that would, it's this, the people that would do something if they could right now, or people who would do something if they uh, weren't currently afraid of what may happen, then we want to do that in about a week to two weeks. And that could be just an update for them as to where things are. And we're also checking their temperature. Mm -hmm. If it's somebody who's all, who 
who isn't going to be doing something for six to 12 months anyway, that's just a normal, we're, they're, they're still normal. Everything is still fine with them, right? Yeah. We weren't able to move them forward anyway, but really it's the, the people that we need to be in front of are the people who would do something if there weren't a coronavirus scare right now, or if there weren't restrictions in place right now, because those are the people that are going to move first and they're going to get snatched up by somebody else who follows up with them if it's not you. Now, yeah. that's for people in my market, right? Those of us who can't do anything or those, those of us who can't show houses or put things under escrow. Um, but if you're in a market where you can still show houses, you can still move forward, especially if they're operating in fear and you can't break that fear apart, there's another, obviously another technique for doing that before you get to, okay, I'll follow up with you in a week or I'll follow up with you in two weeks to update you. The way to break the fear apart, as you know, is if coronavirus, you know, if this wasn't all going on right now, is there any other reason you wouldn't move forward with purchasing or any other reason you wouldn't move forward with uh, selling right now? Or conversely, if this coronavirus uh, weren't going on right now, would you put your home on the market? Would you do this, right? It's breaking those things apart to see if, if you can isolate that objection. Or you can also ask, got it, you know what, I, I know, Greg, things are really crazy right now. So what specifically about coronavirus and things that are going on would prevent you from purchasing? Mm -hmm. How specifically would the coronavirus affect your ability to purchase? Something like that. We're just digging deeper. Yeah, you're peeling the onion one layer deeper each time and getting to the core, to the core issues. And yeah. um, you know, it, you know, a lot of times what's interesting right now is a lot of things that people say, they say them as if they're speaking a condition. But then when I ask one more question, I find out it wasn't a condition, it was an objection. And then when I ask one more question, it wasn't even an objection, it was just a concern. And then when I ask one more question, it wasn't really a concern, it was a fear. And then if I can start speaking to their fear, then the rest of the stuff goes away. Yeah. <laughs> there is no conditions and objections and, and, and whatnot. If we, if we get down to the core, all the conditions and objections go, goes away and you deal with what they're really going through. Now, that doesn't mean if you do that, then you convert everyone to a yes. But what you do have is you have a true, a very authentic conversation with them. And at the minimum, you, you, you build a relationship and a rapport that's much deeper than any of your competitors will ever do because they're not following that process. Yeah. If they just, if they stop at, oh, I don't know, this is really crazy. We're going to have to wait and see what happens. Oh, okay. No problem. You know what? I'll keep sending you listings and, uh, you know, we'll check back in in a while and see how things are. If you stop there. You're dead in the water when somebody who's highly trained from Greg's team or anybody else, you know, anybody else with higher level training comes in, they're going to go all the way down. They're going to get to the core. And if that person is convertible now, it's going to happen. If they're convertible soon, it's going to happen. But either way, they're going to build more rapport than you have. Yeah. You know, Brendan, one of the things that he's kind of reminds me of what he's talking about. We just went through training of A, B, and C leads, reprioritizing mm -hmm. your, your leads and an A lead, let's just, I'll make up the definition of an A lead today, is somebody that will do something right now under the current circumstances. And yeah. a B lead was an A lead 
45 days ago that they would have done something under, you know, based on the current situation 45 days ago. But now that there's this situation, they're just saying, ah, you know, I think I'm just going to hold off just a little bit. So their motivation and desire is still an A motivation and desire, but their time frame just shifted a little bit. So it's very important that we keep with that we that we know that work with those A leads, but those B leads are really A leads. And at oh, yeah. any minute, something can shift and they're going to be ready to go. So we cannot forget them. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. You, th you think, Greg, we think about um, on that subject, you think about our value as agents is when we show up in front of somebody when their plans are being affected by the market. So you've got everybody, every buyer or seller that's out there has got a plan. And so they're thinking, maybe I'll sell in a year or two. And then something happens. And now it's like six months from now. I've got a plan to sell in six months. Well, when you show up, you add value there. Everybody's got a plan. The market has an impact. And then if you're in contact with them, you can be an advisor. You can offer solutions, options. That's where the value is. And right now, there's not a buyer or a seller who hasn't had their plan affected by this at some level. So what that means is every single person, if 30 days have gone by and you haven't talked with them, 30 days gone by, you haven't talked with them, you are behind because something shifted in their plan. Now you have to go figure out what it is. The great irony, I think, that's, that I'm realizing this whole process is that at the time where the consumer needs the agent the most, then they are showing up the least. And unless they're, unless they're hearing this and, and making sense of, man, yeah, you're right. So somebody that I didn't talk to after February, their whole, my whole follow-up plan, their whole um, time frame, all that stuff could be upside down. I got to get an update and figure out where, where we're at now. Yeah. yeah. Uh, other than in my market being on complete shutdown, uh, I, there are still people even in my market who have to buy or sell. And although we can't facilitate it right now, they still have to buy or sell and we just have to find them. So in all those other markets where you can still function, I promise you, as you know, as we've all experienced in other downturns, even through 2000, 2008, there were still people that had to conduct business. There were still people that had to get moved. So we can either be the ones who find them or we can let someone else do that. But either way, everybody's plans have changed. Yeah. So, Dale, what, what would you tell an agent if they're in your market right now? Okay. And I, I believe you're probably going to share the belief that they should still get up and work. And, and obviously, we talked about in their house. Well, listen, it's what either that or sit in the closet with a bottle of vodka in your bathroom. Yeah. Um, okay. That so could be fun for the first hour, uh, but then you get the <laughs> yeah. You know, but what is, what is, besides that, what, what would you tell one of your clients, um, you know, what kind of activities would you urge them to do if they were in your market right now? Being on this kind of lockdown with everything that's going on uh, and being restricted from conducting business having your kids home if you have them, having to take care of all of that, just the enormous extra stresses. First of all, the mindset thing is the one that you have to focus on, right? Mm -hmm. And so if you have a schedule, if you have a plan, which I'm sure all you guys are just like me, if you have a plan, it makes you feel better, right? It, it, even, if, even if the mm -hmm. house is burning down around you, but you have some kind of plan, it brings some kind of clarity to you. And, and it makes me feel, it, may, it just makes me feel better. It makes me feel more settled. I'm pretty sure that all human beings are like that. So just having a regular plan, first of all, is going to help with your mindset. Second, 
we know that, you know, as you know, call reluctance is a real thing. Sales reluctance, having conversations is a real thing. But what 99% of people find when they actually make those contacts is they start having good conversations with people because the forest of making contacts turns into individual trees when you actually start doing it. And then it's not so scary and you feel much better about it. So if people are in a lull right now of having not made their contacts, getting back to doing that is going to make you feel better. It's going to help you connect with other people. You're going to have some good conversations. And so that's really important. Plus, what we're telling, especially agents in markets like mine, you could look at this like the, you know, we have seasonal markets in most places, right? Things slow down in the wintertime, fewer people want to list their homes, fewer buyers shop for homes in the wintertime, and then things pick back up in the spring. And in every market, 80% of the agents basically go on vacation in the wintertime. 20% of the agents stay active. And those 20% who continue having conversations, building up nurtures for the future, forming relationships, advancing relationships, they have the fastest spring market, the, their spring starts sooner, and they do more business. And it's just like that. Even for us being shut down, the spring market's coming at some point. I can either sit here and get fat on Christmas cookies, or I can keep having conversations, keep my sanity, and be building up my business for when the gates do open again. Yeah. yeah. There's a really um, important part of those calls too, what you said, with only, not only mindset, but man, those calls give you a glimpse into what the consumer's thinking right now. Oh, Each yeah. person you're talking to is a little micro, a little microcosm of the rest of the community, and they're giving you insight. So over a month or six weeks, you're starting to see that change. You're starting to see the from panic to now a little bit more comfort. And what are the objections in the market? The consumer will will train you on how you can relate to them if you'll, but they're only training the people to pick up the phone and call them. Right. You have to have the comment. This is not something you can't learn it in a book, right? Yeah. You, you can't learn how to dance from a manual. You have to do it. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so, so it all comes down to, we've got to be reaching out and connecting with people. Right. Absolutely. It, that fixes everything, doesn't it? I mean, yeah. it, it really solves all the problems. It's pretty it, simple. It, 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 it comes down, you know, this is what everyone loves and hates about Greg Harrelson is I always repeat the same stuff. It always comes down to contacts, right? And, and, and we can say whatever we want to say, we can call it whatever we want to call it. But I challenge anybody, please, if any of you have ever closed a transaction that didn't originate with a contact, please tell me. Yeah, show us how to do that. Yeah, show us how to do that. There's no such thing, right? And so I think, you know, one of the things that people are fearful right now, Dale, and I'm sure you're hearing it is, should I be calling anybody? Isn't that insensitive? What, what do you say to, to maybe if, if you even have a client that says that, maybe your clients may not say that because you've got them all, well, all, all, all versed and schooled very well. But what would you say to a client that said that to you? You know, that's one of the first things that we did when all of this started crashing down is we created new dialogues that just came from empathy, right? And we said, listen, if the sensitivity is really high in your market right now, if the anxiety and fear is really high currently in your market, here is how you approach people. And there's not even a business conversation in it, right? Yeah. Greg, hey, it's Dale Archdeacon. It's been a while since we talked. I really just wanted to reach out to you and see how you and your family are making it through all of this. Yeah. And, yeah. And that's it. We're there. 
Yeah. And yeah. so that's it. And then we can go even further, right? If you need more justification, it sounds like this, Greg, you know, this is actually not a business call. My company and I have really switched into the community connector role. I don't know if you know this, but there are a lot of resources and services that are being made available right now in, in our area for people in need. Do you or your family need anything or do you happen to know anyone who's in need that we can connect those services to? Yeah. That's pretty simple, right? Fantastic intro. And, and, and a lot of times what will happen, I'm assuming, Dale, it, when you enter, it, you, th that's just the intro into the conversation. What will happen is at some point, they're probably going to say, well, you know, Dale, I really appreciate that. But, you know, I'm just kidding. So is anything selling right now? Or, you know, what, what's going on in the market right now? And that's they're naturally just going to say something like that. Absolutely. Even just the fact that they know you're a real estate agent, they're going to ask or they're going to say something. Yeah. Uh, if you don't, yeah, they just sure. will because they know you're they know you're in real estate. When you say that, I'm from whatever real estate you buy and you help people buy and sell houses, they're going to say something to you. Yeah. So with the the technique that you just shared, what I just think was a, a beautiful script that you've written there. Um, instead of pushing into the conversation and pushing people to a business conversation, what you just did is you just created a space for them to pull you into the business conversation. That's what I just realized. You know, yeah, they're, they're going to pull you and pull the business conversation to them, which will happen probably every time versus us pushing our way into the conversation. So yeah. that's we, how I've even heard that sensitivity issue. Yeah, I've even heard recordings because we do a lot of call review in my company. And I've heard recordings of people who didn't start with that script, but they went with a straight business uh, script. Hey, this is so-and-so with whatever real estate you register on our website. And the caller, the person, the lead was angry and they immediately switched to the community connector role. Oh, hey, I'm sorry. This actually wasn't a business call. We're, we're doing more of a community connector role. That lead diffused quickly wow. and then opened up and they were able to talk because you can't be mad at somebody who's coming to you from contribution, right? Like I'm, you know, you can't yell at somebody who's donating something to you or giving to you. And yeah. it actually, I, I didn't teach them to do that. I didn't tell them to do it that way, but we heard it on a recording. I was like, wow, that was magical. It yeah. just really turned that person around. Yeah. You, you show can't, up with, you can't with, be mad with somebody who's coming at you with contribution. Is that what you said? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And it sounds like the, the framework, whatever the words are, if you're showing up with, with empathy, acknowledging what's going on. You're not picking up the phone and like just acting like you're, we live in a bubble and you're the only place that doesn't have any of this happening. So empathy, acknowledging it, and then bring some sort of value, the community connector, then the, the real script is the one that you, that you can convince yourself that you have value and will oh, pick up yeah. the phone and make that call, right? We I mean, do that the, a lot. You know, I, I'm sure you guys have to do this too. I don't know, but uh, in having a lot of a lot of agents really took themselves selves out mentally mm -hmm. uh, with these things and they kept looking at it as though i'm taking from somebody and mm -hmm. i can't take from somebody right now and i said you can choose to look at it like you're taking from people and you're probably right and you should just sit on your couch or you can knock that crap off and you can decide that you are coming from contribution you have a value that you're going to bring and you can genuinely give a shit about people and I want you to reach out to them, see how they're doing, and see if they need anything. So that's your choice. Yeah. You know, some people start off the day, and I'm almost just randomly saying this, um, but it, it did come from 
you know, what you just said in the last couple of minutes, I almost feel like agents, you know, sometimes we talk about saying affirmations, right? We start off our morning, our routine, and we start saying some positive affirmations. You know, it'd probably be very helpful for a lot of agents to, you know, just actually say some sort of affirmations around the contribution they bring to the consumer to just make sure that you connect, like start off every morning, you know, having clarity on three, four, five things, gifts that you can actually give to the community, verbal, verbally, you know, education or whatnot, but gifts that you can give that you can contribute while you're making your calls. If you'll start off your day thinking of three, four, five of those, then that's going to, then, then you're clear. It's like, go out there and make that contribution, you know? Yeah. People need agents and salespeople. All of us have to remember that mindset shift. If I'm approaching business as though I'm taking and as though I'm looking for a paycheck and I'm looking for money and it's about me, it doesn't feel as good or that, you know, it's like eating a candy bar versus having a bowl of brown rice. You know what I mean? Like that candy, that's candy bar thinking. And you really need something that's going to last in the tank longer, which is no, I'm not doing that. I have a contribution to give. I'm an expert. I get sellers top dollar. I get the best deals for buyers possible. And there are people who need my services. And uh, you know, it's, it's my bad if I, if I let them down and I don't go and find them because they don't know where to find me. Yeah. 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 Uh, uh, another question, you know, going back to agents, cause you're like me, you're coaching agents. I'm doing it internally. You have a coaching company. Um, what are some of your biggest, um, w- w- when you look at the agents, some agents are just, are, are just crushing it. They're just, they're just taking this full on. And they're going to become better agents, you know, on the other side of this. And some of them are withdrawing. You know, what, what would you say to an agent that's just withdrawing right now? And, 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 and for whatever reason, they're, they're, they're giving us things. Well, I don't think that I should call because it's insensitive. But the reality is they're just withdrawing. And then they're giving us all kinds of justifications as to why they're withdrawing. But how are you uplifting agents out of that scenario? I hate to say this, but this is going to be a defining moment. A lot of people are going to get out of the business as a result of this. And some of them, rightfully so. You can't, it's not right for everybody and that's okay. But if, if they're an agent that's listening, obviously the ones who are crushing it are listening to this and they agree with everything we're saying, and they're just going to go and make, you know, another 20 extra uh, dials or attempts uh, to talk to somebody. So for the ones that are listening to this, who want to be in it, but they're just struggling with their own mindset and they keep coming up with reasons why and why not and all of that. It really comes down. So my favorite quote is Henry Ford. If you believe you, uh, if you believe you can't, whether you believe you can or believe you can't, you're right. Mm-hmm. right? So whether you believe that you're coming from, con- whether you are genuinely coming from contribution or not, you are right. You just get to decide. Either don't or do be on one side or the other. And if you're struggling right now, if you really want to be in this business and you want to continue in this business, but you're struggling with whether or not you are coming from contribution, make the switch, come from contribution, have the confidence. You know why you should have the confidence? Because I said you should. That's Mm -hmm. about all there is to it. There's no pill. There's no button. There's no therapist couch that's going to suddenly turn the confidence on for you that you can believe in yourself. You just have to choose to start doing it. Yeah, that's it. It's a choice. Yeah, that's so good. And you know, I was, 
I, I was uh, I, I was thinking about you know this, and I've heard some other people say this in the past that th- you can't avoid pain, right? Like pain just is is part of the process. So like you know it's it, it's a pain in my rear end to wake up at four thirty in the morning and get up and go ride the freaking bike outside by myself. Thanks, Brendan, for not joining me. Um, <laughs> There went the bus. You guys saw the bus just went by. <laughs> I even offered to buy Brendan a bike. And no, like, wait a second. Ooh. I'm in on that. Oh, when I said it the last time we weren't recording. Um, but it's a pain in my butt to get up at 430 in the morning and, and go get on my bike or whatever exercise I'm going to do. It but, it's, but it's also a pain in the ass to like not get up in the morning and deal with low energy, um, being unhealthy, being injured, um, not being able to, um, you know, uh, play soccer with my kids because I'm out of breath. That's a pain too, right? Um, it, it, it's a pain to have to like, you know, get up with you guys and maybe do role playing and learn a new script and, and look stupid in front of you as I fumble through the script for the first time. And it's a pain to be vulnerable. Um, but it's also a pain to go into a conversation unprepared with a client and then choose another agent to list their property over and over again. You know, that sucks. It's a pain. It's a pain to actually, you know, get up and, and generate energy and positive mindset and go make calls. It's also a pain to not make calls and deal with the financial stress and consequences that come from not doing lead generation activities. So I think what agents have to do, because I agree with you, there's going to be some casualties, you know, through this process. There always is whenever there's a shift or a, a disruption or turbulence in the marketplaces, there's always casualties. But you have to understand every casualty is nothing more than a choice. You've got to choose your pain. Yep. There's no choice of avoiding pain. You just have to choose your pain. Head, you want in the face or the gut, right? Yeah, that's right. Which one? Where do you want? It's coming. A little bit bigger. I'll take it in the gut. (laughs) Yeah. Remember when we were kids? Like that would be. You want the face or the gut? Yeah. Punch one way or the other. Yeah. 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 That's good. All right. Any any final thought? You know. Dale, this is always great. You know, you're, you're a great communicator, by the way. Thank and, you. Um, and, and you speak very clearly, and I can understand. I, I really believe um, in, your, in, in your information. I think you study the craft, and you're really, you're, you know, you're sharing things that you've really put a lot of deep thought to. Any final Thank thoughts you. that you can leave with our audience? I mean, all of our audience are real estate agents trying to, you know, fight the fight. Any final thoughts that you can share with them? Now is, the, now is the time to gain market share. Now is opportunity. And I want to argue that if you look at this the right way, not, I'm not downplaying that there are deaths, there's infection, there's serious ramifications, and there is serious fallout from what's going on. And this can also be one of the worst things that will happen to your business for the next 18 to 24 months, or it can be one of the best things that has happened for your business in the, in the next 18 to 24 months. Similar to, you know, when they burn the fields so that the crop next year will be richer and fuller. 
if you take advantage of this, if you get in front, you can, you can hide and you can wait, or you can get out front and you can grab more than your fair share. And now is the opportunity to do that. That's awesome. How about you, Brendan? Any thoughts? Yeah, I, I love that. And I would say the same thing, you know, not to discount any of the, um, the fallout and the things that will happen. I think one of the gifts that this is going to give a portion of the people is the contrast that they see now between what was at the beginning of the year, maybe thinking, hey, this is, this is not where I wanted to be, but you know, I'm going to keep getting up and doing things to now. And the choice now that you get to make is everybody's on the same playing field. Everybody in your market's dealing with the same stuff. And the people that choose the right choices and make the tough decisions, they're the ones that are, gonna, are really going to uh, make, some, make some headway coming out of it. So, yeah, I appreciate it. Again, as Greg said, great uh, conversation and really, really good content for everybody. Thank you. Thanks for having me. I appreciate cool. it. I always love uh, talking to you guys. Yeah, that, that was that was great. So for for the audience, oh, wait first, uh, Dale. What's the name of your coaching company? It's Inside Smart Inside Sales, and it's super simple. We're SmartInsideSales.com. Okay. And I'm Dale at SmartInsideSales.com. Cool. Thanks, Dale. So reach out to Dale. Um, you know, for me, if you have any questions, you can always uh, go to Facebook Messenger and uh, and hit me up there. I think Brendan likes to the same thing. Brendan Payne, just go. Uh, messenger you'll find us both and you know if you're enjoying the level up podcast if you'll do me a favor and go and give us a review a five-star review would be great and as i say every time i love when pat hyben says hey if you want to give me a one-star review it's perfectly fine too I'm good with that also, you <laughs> anything know? yeah anywhere from one to five yeah that's right reviews are reviews so we'll, we'll we'll take it we'll take that feedback but until the next time dale thank you brendan thank you um, uh, to the audience, go out there, fight the fight, and, and take advantage of the opportunities that are in front of you on a daily basis.